What is up, y'all? Welcome to the Follow That Fear podcast, a show dedicated to empowering you to follow that fear, pursue what is calling you, and grow confidence one step at a time. My name is Kat, Kat Del Carmen, or Kat Maldonado, or Kat, or Catalina, and I'm the host of this show. Today, we have an incredible guest with an even more incredible story. And honestly, this interview is, uh, I hate to say it's one of my favorites because I love all my guests, but I, I learned a lot in this interview. And I think outside of the amazing story, there was just so many, so much wisdom just dropped throughout the entire interview. Before we get into that, I want to share a review from iTunes. This review comes from Marie Lusano. She says, inspiring and relatable. I swear Kat is always talking about what's on my heart and mind at the moment with every episode. It's totally relatable and inspiring. This is a podcast you just have to listen to to get you going in the right direction, to get out of your own head and to follow that fear. So this... (sighs) One, it means so much to me. Thank you so much for writing these kind words. That's honestly my goal when, you know, creating content on this platform. Um, So it means so, so much. Go show her some love at Blossoming Interiors on Instagram. Um, She has amazing interior like design and her home is so beautiful. So check her out. Thank you so, so much for the kind comment. If you have listened to this podcast for a while and have taken any type of knowledge away, the best way you can thank me is to leave a review on iTunes or to share on your IG story or text it to a friend, like tell your friends about it. If like they talk about their goals with you, like share them this podcast because that's the best way you could thank me. All right, now let's get into the incredible interview. Today, I am so honored to introduce to you Chris Bible. Chris Bible is an entrepreneur, beauty maven, and women's advocate. She is the owner of She Loves Lashes, also has a product brand, also the owner of The Sweet Spot LA, a mentorship program that also offers workshops. She has a wealth of experience when it comes to entrepreneurship. She also built a whole career before that and also was a teen mom before that. This woman is special. She really, really is. And in this episode, she drops so much wisdom and knowledge on her journey and what helped her get to where she is now. We talk everything from starting a brand, how to figure out which direction to go once you've already started a business, all the way to the tough times in business and how you push through it and building a community and how to do that. I loved this conversation and I know that you're going to take so much away. So I hope you enjoy the episode. So Chris, thank you so much for being here. Uh, So, so appreciate you being here and taking the time to do this. I know you're a busy woman. Um, (laughs) So I appreciate it so much. Let's get started. Um, tell us about young Chris Bible. How did you get started? Uh, how did you start your entrepreneurial empire, growing empire? But like, what was the beginning? Basically, where did you get your hustle from? Because that's really 
that's really how it kind of starts, right? Yes. Um, and I think environment has a huge part to do, right, with what molds you and where you get your hustle or lack of um, from. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm born and raised in Los Angeles, so it's obviously a big, busy city. Uh, grew up in L.A. I am um, one out of five. I'm the youngest, actually, out of five kids. So I have four older brothers. Uh, so even though I have a lot of feminine traits, I definitely have a lot of masculine traits as well, yeah. <laughs> as well growing yeah, yeah, up around yeah. a lot of men. Um, and then a single parent household. So my mother raised us five kids by herself. Um, and I gained a lot of just independence, knowing how to, you know, survive, how to stretch a dollar, um, how to be resourceful for my mom. Um, I was also a teenage mom. So I was a mother before I became a woman at the age of 16. Um, I had my daughter. So I learned just a lot about um, making decisions, how to prioritize, how to be selfless and sacrifice, um, and just having that relentless work ethic. So a lot of that just, you know, developed me over time. Um, And just because, you know, how I grew up is also kind of that scarcity mindset and just, I think, the the culture of that time. I mean, nine to fives with a decent salary and benefits, that was it, right? That was, you know, how- That was the goal. That was the goal. Um, I reached that and it wasn't really until, um, I would say like my mid thirties when I started realizing, oh, there's like another, I just started getting a little itch, right? I want to do something else on the side. Now I'm secure in my job. I, my background was training and development and human resources. So I had a good job, um, and just wanted to find a creative outlet. So I tried different things, everything from blogging, started off as a fashion blogger, then doing lifestyle blogging, um, which led and opened up a door to do freelance writing. So I wrote for magazines. Um, I did wow. volunteer work for event productions and things like that for fashion shows. Um, and then started getting lash extensions. When I started getting lash extensions, then I started just being more inquisitive about with my lash artist and what she did. Cause I loved how she was able to create her own schedule. She was able to, she had kids, right? So she was able to work from home, um, and make, you know, decent amount of money. And then when I got certified to do lash extensions, that's when everything just took off because that's when, okay, out of trying all these different things, I was extremely obsessed and passionate about it. It came very natural. And I said, this is it. And it grew from there. All right. First question of, well, one amazing, like freaking amazing story, (laughs) like for you to have, honestly, I don't know how you did it at 16. I just had a baby. Okay. And I'm 32. And I'm like, (laughs) how? I'm not ready. Uh, Girl, I don't know how I did it either. Wow. 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 Um, I do have a question for you. You know, the one piece of your story. You mentioned that you had a full-time job. You had a good career. You know, you were making a good, like good salary, all that good stuff. And you, you kind of like had an itch to do something different. So you were trying new things when you were trying new things. What was the goal of that for you? Did you want more money? Did you want freedom? Did you want like, what was, cause a lot of people in my audience don't know what they want to do. And there's just, you you know, I'm sure people get fixated on like, well, I don't have a talent or I don't know what to do. And from your story, it seems like you were figuring it out too. So like, what was guiding you at that time to like, keep trying new things? Um, just that, that itch that I was getting that little voice in your head that was like, okay, like I'm bored with this. I've already mastered like what I'm doing and I have a creative mindset. I need something else new to challenge me. So maybe let me just find a new hobby. Right. And so it was, yeah. it was constantly like in my mind, like just try something, go out there and meet some new people or do something different. Um, and so I, 
uh, I don't know if you ever heard of meetup.com, but meetup.com is like, yeah, a platform, yeah. right? you can find people in different hobbies and groups. So then I found um, like, oh, gosh, I forgot exactly what it was, but it was basically uh, a group of people who were in, interested in like fashion, makeup. They did, because uh, I was living in Arizona at the time, um, Phoenix Fashion Week. And so I joined that community, would go to the events, network. And then from there, I was like, okay, like I like this and I think I could be good at this. I've always been good at writing and grammar. Um, and so then we start blogging, right? Because that's when kind of social yeah. media starting to branch out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things. I was like, I can do blogging. I know how to take good pictures and organize things. And um, it just, every, you know, every thought that you have, if you just kind of uh, nurture it a little bit, right? Then you try something, it'll open up another door, right? So then I started blogging from there. It was like, oh, I'm really good at this. I can do freelance writing, right? Because I can make money out of this. And every door yeah. opens up another one. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So let's talk about She Loves Lashes. Am I saying that right? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, let's talk about She Loves Lashes. Is that your first uh, like kind of business or like how was the start of that? That was, yeah, it was actually kind of like my second business. So initially for okay. freelance writing, I did start a business that was going to be called The District Magazine. I was going to create this platform and showcase all this you know wonderful talent that was out there and then get sponsors and advertisement and do that. Um, it's a lot harder than you, you think it really is. And then at the yeah. same time, my passion started dwindling a little bit. Um, gave it a break. And then She Loves Lashes appeared. And like I said, when I got you know trained, I was a little you know worried about it because there's a lot of the money that you put into, like it was like $1,300 for my, my training. And that doesn't include yeah. equipment and things of that nature. Um, but I did it and I just, it was just an obsession. So I feel like you will know because it's like something that that's all you think about. You become obsessed with it. Some people may think that you're crazy or that it's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's something that you just lose track of time in. And then that's, that's it. That's how you find it. So, so you invested in yourself one, Mm -hmm. right? You took Mm -hmm. this training, you spent even more money to, you know, get the materials and all that. In the beginning of things, like there's a lot of insecurities that can happen and maybe not for you, but like, what was, what was the step-by-step process? Cause a lot of the time folks want things to happen quickly mm-hmm. um, and growth want to happen quickly that like, if they don't, if they don't see a success real quick, mm-hmm. then it must not be meant to be yep. right. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. So like, tell me about the first kind of, you know, the beginning of that journey. Like you, you finish your courses, then what? Right. Yeah. Um, then, you know, initially it was, okay, I'm really good at this. Let me make this uh supplementable income, right? Just supplement income, side hustle. Um, and I did that and I was actually able to, to build my clientele very quickly. One, because I just had a clear, I had very strong confidence in what I did just because I knew I was really good at it. Um, I would, was lashing, um, coworkers. I went to restaurants and would get the hostess because I knew that they would see a lot of people. I would say, Hey, let me do your lashes for free. If you refer somebody. So I was very strategic in just being able to grow that. Um, but it still was just a side hustle. It wasn't, to be honest, it was a very unfortunate circumstance that said, you know what, I have to give this everything. Cause I was going through a horrible, um, child custody battle, um, regarding my youngest son and, constantly in and out of court, constantly changing visitation schedules and all I could, I had to have a flexible schedule. And so I was like, I can't do this with a nine to five. My business, my company was amazing. They were working with me, um, but they couldn't allow for the schedule that I needed. And so I said the only, I didn't have any other option. My son was my priority. I had to make sure that I was abiding by these crazy court, you know, um, yeah, I can imagine. So, and that's what was like, okay, I'm going to go gun ho on this. And because I think I had such 
it was just win. It wasn't like win or fail. It was just, this is, this is it. This is my only option. Um, yeah. and it was dealing with something that was so close to my heart, obviously with my child, um, that I just went all in. It was relentless. I, I was working full time, but I was taking clients from, I was working like seven to four, would come home, take clients from five thirty to 10 on the weekdays and work all days on the weekends, um, to build my clientele to where it was to the point was, it was like, okay, um, I'm making my bare minimum what I need to cover my expenses. Yeah. And I quit my job. I moved into a small, I was working out of my home, lashing out of my home, moved into a small suite. As soon as I moved into a small suite, which one I couldn't even afford, right? I made yeah. that chance. It was like getting rent again. That's like a, double, a you know? big, <laughs> that is a big, big, that's a monthly it's investment. investment. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It tripled, my, it tripled my clientele. And then from there it was okay. I stepped on out of faith. Look at what happened. It tripled my clientele. Then it was um, understanding the artistry behind what I was doing, the products that I was using, what was working, what didn't work. Um, and I wanted to be able to trust these products that I was using. So then I started investing in my own product line. From there, I would get you know women in my DMs, like, would you you know be interested in training me? I love your work. And my background was training and development. At that time, I felt like I couldn't take any more on. But because women kept on you know requesting my training, I said, yeah. this is the universe saying you need to do this. So then I launched my training academy. So how, how soon after was that? So like, how long did you actually do lashes before you uh, started the academy? Um, I was probably doing lashes for a year before I tried the started the training academy, but I was probably lashing out of my home just for a few months before I started my product line. And it was kind of weird because I didn't even really understand what I was doing. I was just like, you know what? I need to be able to trust the products. And so I'm just going to reach out to manufacturers, reach out to, you know, suppliers, you know, and it, that was an investment in itself because you're spending a lot of money buying samples, testing them, having to try them on people, what works, what doesn't, you know, finding people who can customize formulas for you. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to know that what I was doing, that I, I could trust the products that I knew it would work and that I could do the same for other lash artists. Cause I know what the struggle was. People spend a yeah. lot of money on products and if it doesn't it under delivers, you're wasting your time and your money. What was, so I'm sure there was like challenges every day cause you were starting a business. What were the moments where you feel like you doubled down on whatever you were scared of, but then it like came back to you? I think the the scariest moments was understanding, wow, if no one books, I'm not getting paid. Wow, yeah. if I'm sick and I have to close down shop, I'm not getting paid. Um, if I want to take a, some time off with my family and do a vacation, I'm not getting paid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then realizing that, I mean, I'm fortunate enough where, because I was always the one covering insurance. We have four kids in our family with me and my husband. Um, so I was always the one that had the better insurance that was you know more affordable and knowing that I was walking away from that too. So then my husband had to take on that burden. Um, so for some people, they don't have that, that extra cushion to have somebody to take on that. So just understanding those, what we do, it is like that stability, that comfort zone that's no longer there. Um, but then that's when it really differentiates who's really built for it and who's not, because then it's just, you know, head down, getting it done, being strategic, and then understanding that there's so many different levels to running a business and you have to make sure that everything is in place and that's being efficient to reach out to your clientele, know who your ideal clientele is. How are you going to market your products? You know, your training, why is it different from other people? You know, how are you going to create that experience? And then understanding, you know, how colorful running your business is. So initially the most scariest part was just knowing that if I don't work, I'm not getting paid. And so I have to build clientele. I have to build sales. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people forget about that. Like the people who aren't there, like you're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I want a business. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, hold on. This is 
Like I can't actually even take yep. a break because this is what brings in the money. So mm-hmm. that is an important point. Question for you, where do you get, and I'm sure it comes naturally, but like did one, I, just a little bit about your confidence and like where it kind of came from. And then two, like what, what do you do in those moments where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm handed this either great opportunity or I got a good contact or the bank gave me a loan, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you get it. And then you're like, ah, like, what you what do I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think confidence is something that I've always had and that you constantly refine and retune and strengthen as you go. Um, I think confidence comes from um, a lot of the environments and situations I've been put in. Um, one, obviously seeing my mother raise um five kids by herself and making, you know, ends meet with what she had Two by me overcoming so many statistics and, and odds from being a teenage mom, um, still being able to graduate, still being able to provide for her. I mean, she's 21. I think one of the most fearful things was, is that you don't want to create that same pattern, right? Where she's a teenage mom. Um, and just looking back at the past of everything that I've done and overcame, and then you have to show gratitude towards that. To me, if I am constantly in self-doubt yes. and worry, it's a um, disservice and disrespect to everything that the universe, your creator, your Lord, Allah, whatever you want to call it, yes. has done for you. Um, so showing appreciation is how I do that through confidence, right? And then mm-hmm. relentless confidence. Yes, we always have those those doubts and those, you know, things that come in our head, but you have to learn to be like, shut the fuck up. You know, yeah. you're not really yeah. like, look at what I've done and I'm here and you're going to learn along the way. And the more that you put yourself and surround yourself by people who inspire you, who have done it, you'll realize that it sounds like cliche things, but they've, they've all have faced the same things, the fears, the self-doubt, taking the first step without knowing how it's going to get done. Mm-hmm. One of the most things people say is not giving up. So just really tying into that, honing on, you know, honing down on those, those key factors. You know, you brought up such a good point with the gratitude. Um, I I just spoke about this on a podcast last week, last week, actually, um, on how that really does help you one kind of grounds you because sometimes the ego can, you know, you're just like hungry, hungry, hungry. Um, But it's such a good point that like, you just got to be grateful for your experiences and know that like, you've gone through worse, you've actually have gone through stuff. You know, I was having a conversation with someone in my DMs about when you have a business and then you have real life stuff come up. How how do you not let your life stuff get to you and just like help you give up? Like, are there any like actual like what helps you stay focused on like the end goal versus just become a victim to your problems. Yeah. So I, I don't want to misconstrue that there are times, especially through that, um, that there's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of sadness and pain. I can get emotional thinking about it, but um, I mean, I fell into depression because at one point I did, I lost custody of my, my son, my youngest son, um, um. just because I wasn't letting him see his father. And so I learned my lesson there, got custody back, but that was the whole battle. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was reading. I'm really, really big on self-improvement books, more so than business marketing strategy books with self-improvement yeah. books. Parahansa Yogananda, the man, A Man's uh, Internal um, Quest is one of my favorite books. Um, uh, Seven Spiritual Laws of Success improvement books. Um, being in solitude, like I... 
sometimes you just have to be by yourself. I had my husband knew, my kids, my other kids knew, like mommy sometimes just needs to be by herself and crying it out to let those toxins out and then understanding what the light is. And I think for me, the pivotal moment for me was understanding that whatever the situation is at this moment is what it is. Don't fight that. You can know that you're going to put all your effort into changing whatever that circumstance is, um, but accept where you are right now because you still have to show a sense of gratitude and constantly look at other people's situations that could be a lot worse. Like for me, health, safety, and well-being is is the most important thing, and I had that. Um, and then for me, because I still was extremely passionate, even though I was it was like you know supplement income, I was extremely passionate about lashing, making women feel beautiful. We, you know, I do facial treatments. I'm an esthetician as well, so um, I just was able to just put all my, a lot of, not all, but a lot of my attention and focus into my business because I really loved what I was doing so much. So it was very therapeutic for me. And I think because of that, I was able to grow it so quickly because I was able just to dive right into it um, and spend a lot of my time there. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) no, God, there's just a, it's, you have an amazing story. It's so, so honorable, especially I mean, I, with all your story, I forget you were a teenage mom. Like, at, mm. like you were also growing kids at different ages. You know what I yes. mean? Like, yes. Like, because you have how many kids? Four. Mm-hmm. Four, yeah. And what's yeah. Who, how old's the youngest? The youngest is 11. Then I have a 13, uh, 15, and 21-year-old. Yeah, that is wild that, like, through mm-hmm. it all – you know, you kept going at it. Did you ever think there were times in your business when it was going to fail? You know what? (laughs) That's a good question. I don't think that there was times that I thought it was going to fail, but my husband maybe did, right? Because you have to understand that there's going to be seasonal and peak times to every industry, every business. So when things slow down, or if there's, even right now, right, there's, um, you know, changes in the economy, what I offer is a luxury service, right? So those are the first things that are going to go. And he would say, um, you know, maybe you need to get a part-time job right now, right? A couple of times that he had to maybe help me on my rent and things of that nature. And I didn't want to fight with him. So I wouldn't even like say anything. It just kind of nod my head. But in my mind, I'm like, there's no way that I'm giving this up. Like, I know this is going to work. Like there's, and everybody has their different, you know, interpretations of plan, having a plan B, but you know, that spirit, that thought, you know, that voice inside of you. And it was just like, no, you know, if I really, really had to, I I would sacrifice whatever I needed to, but not give up what, where my heart is, if that makes sense. But I never had a thought that it was going to fail. I just had a, a thought of, and you really have to ask yourself as an entrepreneur is how much time are you willing to put into it before you would give up? How much money, time, effort are you willing to sacrifice? And if you really have a limit on that, you might want to question like what you're doing. Yes, you want to be yeah. when you want to be sane, right? You, that, yeah, I, yeah. I, you I want to make <laughs> good decisions. Yeah. Yes. How about um? So you grew the business, but I know in 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 growth and in small business, there are like you're great, you're doing great, and then you plateau in like an area that you're at, right? And then you gotta gonna differentiate and change and do new things. How did you know what the right direction was? How did you react to those changes, right? Like as you grew your business, how did you know which direction was right and that your time was well spent there? Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. And you never know until you try. For me, it's just being as present as you can 
in certain moments, right? Because the universe is talking to you all the time through other people, through something that comes on your feed on social media, through something you hear on a radio, through a song that you love, that's an artist that inspires you um, and putting those pieces of the puzzle together. Um, say for instance, for me was um, one, I knew that my, for the product line that I launched, it was literally, oh my God, like I would buy a pair of $80 tweezers or a pair of $10 tweezers, right? And then, you know, both wouldn't work. So I was like, I'm tired of spending my money. So what you, what I've known for sure is that if there's a void in something that you want, a product or service, and you can't yeah. find it, create it yourself. That is the uh, universe. That there it is, right there, right? You, you don't have it; it's not there. Create it. That is the so universe good. is talking to you when all those girls are we're in my DMs. I, I, I thought it as a, a compliment. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. But I don't have the time and bandwidth. I would just refer them to who I went to for training. And then as it kept yeah. happening, it was like, why am I not doing this? Right? What am I scared of? My background is training and development. So I just listened to certain clues. Um, and then as far as continually just expanding yourself, the only way to really do that is to put yourself in places where you've never been. It's coming out of your comfort zone. It's trying new things. It's, um, Mm -hmm. growing your circle with people who can elevate you, right? Your circle should be people who you can look up to. They can pull you up your peers that are parallel to you. And you always want to pave the way forward and bring people up behind you. Um, so having that 360 circle around you to have people plant seeds in your head, um, always reading um, podcasts, like follow the fear, right? You're listening to podcasts and have phenomenal women on there. Or even when you just speak to yourself and you speak those, those words, right. That resonate with somebody. So that I is listen such to a all good of those things and get ideas. Um, I have, and I, I'm in the beginning of like, I feel like when you were telling your story, I'm like, ah, I resonate so bad with like, I'm in this full-time job. I have a great salary. <laughs> like this is what I wanted like just five years ago. And I'm like, well, what the heck? Like, this ain't make this ain't making me like so full inside, you know, my full time job. So that's where follow that fear came from. But when you brought up um, community, I feel like this is a space a lot of folks in my audience we struggle to one find community um, and find people who get it because a lot of our circles, and I'm sure you you ran into this in your uh, journey. A lot of our circles, we're the only one doing something different, right? We're the first one of our friends or family who like believe we can do this thing. Um, And you know that it's a really lonely road when you're trying to do something on your own and you have to like believe it (laughs) uh, to like keep it going. I'm like, how did you find people along your journey where did you find them? Um, and how did you maintain a relationship with them? Or do you maintain a relationship with them? That's a great question. And that is like one of um, my personal just goals constantly is to grow my circle and being able to do it authentically. Um, and one, I've done it just because I put myself in a position, one, even having the, the salon where I have so many phenomenal women that I service that come in through the door. So I meet a lot of women there that a lot of my clients have turned into my last students who then, you know, have turned into my mentees. Um, Mm, That's so cool. Gosh, going out to different networking events. Sometimes people feel like they're scared, intimidated. When I go to networking events, 90% of the time I'm going by myself and it forces you to come out of your comfort zone. It forces I'm the one that's just like, fuck it. I'm just going to, you know, you just go up to people, introduce yourself. Once you do that, it's on everybody's guard down, right? That everybody has, they want to meet you too, right? Yeah. Um, So going to events, seminars, and um, social media, people give it a bad rap, but it is one of the most beautiful things if you utilize it right. And I meet so, so many women there 
and then finding the right mentor. When I found the right mentor last year, oh my God, the seeds that she planted, the network that she helped me expand. Yes. Question, um, where or how do you find, I struggle with this because I'm an outgoing person. If I go to a networking event, I'm I'm the person who will like go straight up to strangers and be like, tell me your story. Like, tell me what you're about. Um, that being said, uh, and I've, I've had conversations about this too on in DMs. I struggle with one maintaining a relationship. Like it'll be like, great, great to meet you. And social media does help with that. But like, you know, great to meet you, whatever. Maybe we'll exchange info. And then you, I like do nothing with it. Like, mm-hmm. and sometimes I meet like great people and I'm like nothing. And I'm, I'm yeah. fighting through that right now. I mean, even mm-hmm. you guys who are listening to this, like, Chris and I met online. <laughs> like that's how her and I met. Like we've never met in person. So even this is like so outside my bubble, but I was so grateful for your time and mm-hmm. our first conversation. Like I was like, Oh my God, she's so mm-hmm. badass, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it really is. Thank you for blessing us. Cause it, it's, you have so much freaking wisdom. Um, and I know that my audience is going to get a lot from this, but like, how do you maintain relationships? Like specifically maybe with your mentor, like tell Mm -hmm. me about how you met her if, if she's a her, um, and Mm -hmm. how you, how that relationship blossomed. Sure. So I was kind of on the hunt for, well, first let me dial back down. So how you like you meet phenomenal women. And one of the things that you put out there was that you'll ask them, share me your story. People, yeah. and I don't say this in a bad way, but people love to talk about themselves, right? Yeah. But yeah. you are also um, setting the tone. I'm interested to learn about you, right? And if you know really, like communication is like 90% listening. <laughs> so the mm-hmm. fact that you even start that first engagement or encounter with asking them about themselves is a, a wonderful way to set the tone for the type of person you are, for what you're looking to to build, um, and then with keeping that communication is really, it is a task. It's like another thing that you have to put on your agenda, whether it be something that you put on your calendar, in your agenda, and just saying, hey, I'm going to follow with this person once a week. It is a goal. You yes. Sometimes I, I have goals where I have to reach into 25 people's inboxes or you know DMs a week or whatever the case may be. So I it- love that. I love <laughs> that. That's gold. Okay, it sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. No, it's a, it's a goal and task like everything else. Um, and then just understanding how far a little girl how are you how are you doing you know the the, the COVID-19 situation how is that in, impacting your business or how are your families doing is there anything that you need yeah. a simple text goes a long way it, for me it does for sure and so for most people it will as well so don't undermine just a simple text to communicate with somebody people appreciate the fact that you're even thinking of them um mm-hmm. and for me I have yeah. to do it as soon as I think of them otherwise you forget and you're on to the next thing um that is so my- true <laughs> Like, right, you ever thought, oh, my God, I meant to text that person. Or sometimes you might even start a text and don't even send it. Yes. So, um, my mentor, too, it was interesting because I was on the hunt for some, but a mentor. I knew that I needed somebody, and it kind of refers back to your question, to help me get to the next level, expand my horizon and my mindset. I follow, it's XO Nicole. It's a platform for women of color. They have an online magazine. They have, you know, have you heard of it? Yes, <laughs> I follow them. Yeah, yes. so good. They are so good. Yeah, they are. So I saw that the um, the the founder of Exo Nicole was in an article on Forbes. Perfect. I wanted to go check it out and read it. She tagged the the author, and it was a young black woman. So I was like, okay, like I didn't, you know, sometimes you don't necessarily see people of um, 
women of color, especially at yes. that age, and those type of platforms. So I went yeah. to her site, saw that she had um, a web link in there. I'm telling you, people have a web link in their bios for a reason. I went there, I checked her out, I saw she had a mentorship program. It, her name is Pollyanna Reed, by the way. Uh, uh-huh. She's a, a writer for Forbes uh, magazine, Business Insider. She's also a ghostwriter for politicians and, and celebrities and whatnot. But she had a, a mentorship program, a very, very thorough application, which I've never seen before. So I was like, oh, she's making you put in the work already. So that intrigued yeah. me. Um, and then her whole process of after I submitted the the application, how she reached out, she is phenomenal. Like she, you have to have somebody who is it? already achieve what you're looking to accomplish, somebody that can yeah. hold you accountable, somebody that you want to impress so that you actually will follow through with what tasks are set there. Um, show up, you know, somebody's going to ask you questions to be like, why haven't I done this? Or what is really holding me back? There's no reason there, right? To really make you think. Um, and that's what she's done for me. And that's what actually launched the sweet spot. That is a perfect kind of intro to sweet spot. I would love, 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 um, to learn about what, tell us what, what is the sweet spot? <laughs> the sweet spot is, um, a platform that I recently just created, um, that targets women entrepreneurs in the early stages of development, um, to really help them, um, scale their business, their mindset, um, whatever they're lacking or struggling on within their business. And I do that through workshops and mentorship programs. We host, uh, workshops now on quarterly basis, um, and one-on-one mentorships year round. So that is my new baby. That is a huge passion of mine as well, because I know the feeling that I got from my mentor. Like I just, I mean, I would tell her it was like week two and I was like, Oh my God, I love you. Like I really, really love you because I loved how she poured into me, how she expanded my, my horizon, my mindset, the resources that she would help and the community that she built. And I wanted other to make other people feel like that. So when I think a lot of times you know you're onto something is when your intention and heart is to service, right? To provide a service or serve, you know, community or people, whatever the case may be. Um, and then from there, learning how to, you know, create generating, you know, revenue from it. But um, so the sweet spot just came from that passion where I want other women to feel like the way that I did. I want to help other women, you know, um, elevate some, like you said, people hit a plateau and you just need somebody to help push you to help think, you know, differently than you. Um, so that's what the sweet spot nice. is for. Well, I, I know with the coronavirus that you're having to postpone your, uh, one of your events, but I hope all of you guys listening to this, check out the sweet spot LA.com, right? Is that right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, awesome. Okay. I do have one more question or actually two more questions for you. Um, one of the questions was, I know in all of our journeys and, and it's okay if you've already shared some of this, but like, there are some pivotal moments that you look back on and you're like, these were like aha moments where I was like, this, this kind of changed the game. This like was the moment I leveled up the aha moments uh, into this new moment or just realize something that had helped you go forward? Um, there were a lot of moments. I think one is really understanding how important self-reflection and self-love is to the development of your business. A lot of people think that business is just, you know, planning and strategizing, um, but you can, you can't grow anything if, or, you know, they say pour from an empty cup. So I I didn't realize how important it was to understand who I was as a woman, um, what type of woman I want to be, um, why I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. Um, and it's because I never had the time to just sit still and think I was a mother from 16 and it, it, 
as a blessing as it was, it was always just go, 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 action, action, action. Um, until I found my mentor, she would ask me certain easy questions that I couldn't even answer. Right. Um, and I think that's what hit me the most was like, oh my God, like, I know I love myself, but how am I showing I love myself every day? Um, how am I talking to myself? I never practiced affirmations. When I started practicing affirmations, I mean, it, it would bring tears to my eyes because I would start to see it literally happen within, you know, a few weeks, 30 days, 60 days. And you start realizing what the power of even writing down your thoughts are, right? Just writing it down. Um, so those were the pivotal moments. Um, and then just understanding, um, as I said before, if there's a void, if there's something that you need that's of value to you and you can't find, you have to understand that the universe could be speaking to you. Um, the only way to build confidence is through experience. The only way to get gain experience is to take that first step. So never like undermine like how important it is to just take one step at a time. There's no such thing as perfect timing, perfect setup. You will learn as you go. If you don't take the first step in faith, what, why would the universe pour into you, right? Yeah. Can you share an affirmation with us? <laughs> and like or anyone it doesn't have to be one year like you know but like what can we like i i want to do an affirmation oh my gosh look i will show you because i know it's going to be an audio but on my phone can you see it says um you are enough you are enough i literally wake up to that every day i am enough i'm deserving i come from a scarcity mindset so i had to reprogram yeah. my mind that i can have financial freedom i can have mm -hmm. six figures in the bank yeah. Um, I very specific with my affirmations when initially when I wanted to grow my team, I said, I'm going to hire, you know, two phenomenal licensed, you know, estheticians. I was able to grow. I have people on my team for the sweet spot that I pay. Like I didn't even yeah. have them having employees and staff, yeah. um, but I started speaking that. Um, and then, gosh, so then I would say, you know, I'm going to launch the sweet spot It's going to be a success. And then when I, you yeah. create a date, I'm saying, I'm going to fill 30 seats, whatever, you know, it is yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. very specific. And I will say it in the mirror. It can be a little odd at first, and but that's because you, you don't know yourself. You haven't talked to yourself and you start speaking it more and more than you can yeah. speak with conviction. Um, but yeah, I am enough. Oh, wow. I am worthy. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to live with abundance. You know, I'm yeah. going to change, impact people's lives. I heard a really good one the other day. It said, I am, or it is safe for me to be successful. Mm. And I was like, Ooh, that one hit me. <laughs> <laughs> right? It really, really, really did. Um, okay. I, oh, I could literally ask you like a zillion more questions. Uh, but I will, I will start wrapping this up. I asked this actually to every single guest. What fear are you following um, this year, this month, or this week? That's up to you. But uh, what fear are you kind of focused on? To dream bigger. Just, you know, a lot of people have a fear of not setting goals too high, not setting the bar too high, that this is unattainable. That um, So for me, the fear is that just dream bigger. Just don't limit myself, right? So whatever it is that I, you know, I want to do that I can do that. I think one of the, some, my favorite mentor is Nipsey Hussle. And he would say that one of his biggest mistakes is that he didn't, you know, dream big enough, right? You, you're wasting your time if you're limiting your, your possibility and potential. Um, so dream bigger. Oh, I love that. Your, you, your dog's name is Nipsey, huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I saw that in one there of your you stories. Yes, yes. 
Oh, um, well, I think that's it. Honestly, I, I mean, I could ask you so much more, but I, I feel like I, I mean, this has just already been an amazing conversation and I already, I know I'm going to re-listen to this and have like <laughs> pages and pages of notes of like takeaways. Um, but this, this has been amazing. Um, thank you so, 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 so much for your time. Thank you for sharing your story with us. I think one, like the re- resilience that you, you know, you showed through your story and just telling us and everything you've not even gone through, but like really persevered through and still remain like positive and optimistic about what you want to create and what you will create um, is, is, I don't know, it is a light for all of us um, and a blessing for us to hear your wisdom and to, you know, hear your story. It makes us feel like, okay, like she could do it, you know, <laughs> like I, I, she did it. Um, so I could do it. So thank you so much. It is a blessing. You are a blessing. Um, appreciate you so much. Thank you, Kat. And thank you for all of that for your audience. Thank you so much, Kat, for pouring into me and pouring into us and your audience. I'm so excited to see this podcast grow, all the content, and I would definitely share it on all of my platforms. Same, same, same. <laughs> one uh, one more thing. Where can people learn about you, find you on social media? Like, uh, Tell us where people could learn about you. Sure. Um, well, She Loves Lashes. It's um, She, S-H-E-L-U-V-S, Lashes, for those who are interested in the beauty industry, maybe getting in training. Um, the Sweet Spot LA is the Instagram, or the thesweetspotla.com is the website. Um, and my personal is Chris C. Bible, C-H-R-I-S, C. Bible um, is my personal platform. So pick and choose whichever one you want. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you so, so, so much. We appreciate you. I don't know about you, but I took so much away from this conversation. She, Chris Bible, just really dropped so much knowledge and wisdom. And the fact that she persevered through so much and still has this excitement to grow and grow and grow makes me feel like I can do that too. So I have some takeaways I want you to keep in your back pocket. I have a lot because she just was dropping all kind of knowledge bombs, but here is what I got for some takeaways. Number one, when you try new things, doors will open into new opportunities. So do that thing. Number two, when you lose track of time doing something, you're probably doing the right thing. Number three, when you step into faith, take note of what happens. Like when big things happen, when you take leaps of faith, take note of that. Number four, when you own your business, you are the money maker. So as much as we want these businesses in the future, remember, you're going to have to put in the work every single day. Number five, you refine, retune, and strengthen your confidence. So just keep going and work on that confidence more and more. Number six, for me, if I'm consistently in self-doubt or worry, it's disrespect for what the universe, what God has done for me. So remember, be grateful. Number seven, as an entrepreneur, you're still going to have moments of darkness and pain, and you're going to have to dig through the tension and focus on your craft. Number eight, remember whatever situation you are in the moment, it is what it is. Accept where you are because when you accept it, you'll have gratitude and understand that it could be worse. 
number nine, how much time are you willing to put into your business before you give up? You're going to have to put on a lot of time. So remember, just be ready to put in the time and not give up. Number 10, the only way to expand yourself is to put yourself in places you've never been before. That is the fear, guys. Number 11, make networking goals. I don't know if it's DMing 25 people a week or following up with women who inspire you. Set those goals like you set any other task. Number 12, if there is a void, if there is something you need of value to you, that is the universe speaking to you. So if you can't find something, take that as a a little tap on the shoulder, a little voice saying, hey, this is an idea. You should follow that. Number 13, use affirmation and speak those words into conviction. Number 14, learn to love yourself. Think big and let go of that scarcity mindset. Holy moly. I mean, I think the biggest takeaway was persevere. Keep going through the difficulties. Uh, I'm just so thankful for that conversation. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Chris. You are amazing. And y'all, if you took something away from this, I ask you to, one, go take a look at Chris Bible in the Sweet Spot LA. Please, please, please share this with a friend. Share it on your Instagram stories. That is the best way you can thank me and Chris. All right. Have a great day and follow that fear, guys. All right. Bye.